Alright, here we go. Take one. <laughs> My name is Eric McCoy, and thank you for tuning back in. I'm going to do something a little different today, and I want to laugh at myself. How well do you do it? That's a question I wanted to ask. How well do you do it? And I'd love to hear stories uh, from people about just funny things that you may have done in your life. And I've done a lot, and I've done a lot of crazy things. And, you know, Abraham Maslow. He talks about this idea of self-actualization, which is kind of a process of what I'm teaching right now in, in my school. And one of the characteristics of it is humor, to have a sense of humor and to be able to laugh at yourself. Now, before trying it, I want to just try to figure out what you think is funny. What I think is funny may not be what you think is funny. And then surround yourself with more of it. And when it's time to laugh at yourself, I do want to say that be prepared for an unpleasant task, possibly. And you need to list the things that maybe you don't like about yourself that you can make fun of. Maybe actions in your past. And I got a story for you. Please stay tuned. I'll see you in a second. back to a special episode of High Wall Clean, and we are going to laugh at me today. You know, during my meth use, life was a joke. And, you know, as in pain, failure, and misery are the stepping stones to success, I discuss a girlfriend that I had. And this girlfriend became very paranoid, and she sort of fell into that meth-induced psychosis state. And it was at this time that she became a nightmare. I mean, the worst nightmare possible, you know, and there's nothing like getting high on drugs and being told that you're with the FBI, you're with the DEA and that there's cops everywhere. Our entire complex was surrounded by police officers. At least that's what she told me. And one night around 2 AM, she was peeking out the vents in our ceiling. Now, this may sound a little odd to really have the access to be able to look out the vents within the ceiling, but we lived on a, in a two-story townhome and above the second floor in this loft. And in this loft, you could look through these vents and you could see the complex that we were staying at. And after hearing this for hours, I started to question my reality a little bit. Shit. Maybe cops are out there. How would I know? I mean, if I were to say that they weren't, does that actually make that true? Maybe she's right. And after she convinced me of the possibility that they were there, I decided to check it out. But if they were looking at us, I obviously didn't want them to see me. 
my girlfriend obviously couldn't go out because I mean, she was in a real state of psychosis. So what do you do? And it's 2 a.m. You know, obviously most people would be asleep at this time. And if cops saw us up roaming around, could be an easy bus for him. And so I sat there and, you know, we thought about this for a little bit. And I was seriously considering the need for someone to go out, but obviously not us. And we didn't have anybody. And as I sat there, it all of a sudden dawned on me. I came up with the most brilliant idea possible and probably the most brilliant idea that anybody could come up with. And I needed a disguise. And so I figured in my brilliant meth-induced thinking that they would never figure out it was me if I became a woman. They would never know that a six-foot, three-inch female would walk out of the same apartment. And as I assumed, I believe probably that cops lacked intelligence, I guess, no way that they would even consider the possibility. And after, you know, patting myself on the back for my great plan that I came up with, I shaved my face, I jumped in the shower, shaved my legs. And this was a masterpiece at work. And after removing my hair, and oh yeah, I mean, obviously I had to remove my armpit hair also, because, you know, this wasn't really the dead show days with women and hairy armpits, <laughs> but we had the full setup, right? We had a wig, we had the makeup, fingernails, fingernail polish, the dress. You know, I formed these perfect boobs with socks. And my girlfriend and I, we sat down, put on makeup, just two girls doing makeup together. And during this time, I became an actor in a lot of different roles. And I believe that this was going to give me an Oscar. And I went all in with this role. And this was going to be the most challenging for me. And I looked in the mirror and I thought, damn, I am hot, you know? And, you know, I guess in that time, I mean, I always looked in the mirror and I thought I looked good. And I did, I, I guess you could probably say a feminine weight because I was about 130 pounds. I tried to put on her heels even, but they were a little bit small. You know, they tried to cram my feet into them. So I knew I had to walk barefoot, but I was worried. You know, I was worried that I was going to tear my pantyhose. And my goal through this process was to prove her wrong. Or if I was wrong, to fool these police officers into believing that some tall, random girl came out of the apartment. Because I, well, I never figured out why, but yeah, let's move on with the story. So I walked downstairs and stepped outside and I began walking the complex. And I walked around probably about 25 minutes when I did come to the realization that she was wrong. You know, I reached the main road that was outside her complex. Didn't see anybody. 
And so I turned around and I started returning to our place. And I was in a, probably about a few steps away from the road when a police officer pulled up. He stops, gets out of the car. And all of a sudden I hear, excuse me, sir. I thought, sir, I look brown. Well, at least he's not talking to me. Excuse me, sir. And I kept walking. Excuse me. You an address? All right. Now I knew that he was talking to me since there was no other person in address. And so I turned and he asked me what I was doing. And I had to think on my toes, obviously, for this answer, because obviously responding with, well, I'm trying to prove someone wrong and that the cops are surrounding the complex was probably not going to be the best answer that I could give. So I looked at him. I kind of stared at him as my brain was churning and I could not think of anything. So I decided to say whatever came out first. Now, he obviously knows that I am a man that is dressed in a woman that's wandering these streets that uh, probably had to be around maybe 4 a.m. or so. What do you say? What could possibly be a good answer for this? So I looked at him and I said, this is what I do. And then he asked, what? I thought, wow, why these tough questions? I mean, these almost seem more difficult to answer than probably explaining the theory of relativity. And I looked at him, you know, prostitution? Do I look like a prostitute? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, you kind of do. You got runs up and down your pantyhose. I remember looking down. I could not believe that my pantyhose ran. I was pissed. I mean, we can send people to the moon, but we can't create pantyhose that doesn't do this. Now, I wasn't sure exactly what he was saying after this because it really pissed me off. I mean, I was so worried when I left the house, that this was going to happen. It's embarrassing, you know, when this happens. And at some point, he was literally almost in my face as he obviously realized that what he was saying wasn't much, was a lot less important than my pantyhose and yelled, are you a prostitute? And so I looked at him and I explained to him, look, I'm in the process of transitioning. And I was getting ready to have surgery and I was going to fully transform this manly body into a beautiful woman. I am scared of surgeries. I hate pain and I couldn't sleep. Now, I don't know whether he believed me or not, but he told me. That he recommended that I return to the place that I'm staying, wherever that is. And so I did. I quickly tried to prance like a woman. I don't know exactly what that meant. But I go to the place that I was staying. 
and I got to the door and it was locked. I didn't have a phone on me and I don't know exactly where I would have put a phone if I had one. I mean, I'm a sexy woman in dress. So I quietly knocked. Nobody came. I knocked a little bit louder. Still didn't hear anybody coming. Sun was starting to come out. Knocked even louder. And then I heard my girlfriend coming. And I thought, oh my God. Felt a huge relief. Until the door opened. And it just happened to be the guy that we were running the law from. He looks at me and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? Now, again, I don't know why these questions were so difficult that everybody was asking me. And I looked at him and I just said, I'm just checking things out. In a dress? And this is where, obviously, the sort of the peak of the strangeness, even though, I mean, I don't know if this is actually the peak of the strangeness, but yes, what is wrong with wearing a dress? It's freeing. It's not constricting. He rolled his eyes and ran upstairs. And I got up to the loft where I found my girlfriend, and I told her that nobody was watching us. And actually, I think I went... And nobody was watching us, but I did have a cop accusing me of being a prostitute, but it wasn't because they were watching us. I also told her that nobody bought the fact that I was a woman. I was offended. He called me, sir. I am not a sir. I am not a prostitute. I'm a morally upstanding woman that would never take payment for sex. What kind of woman does he think I am? She looked at me. She shook her head, said, can I have my panties back? I don't really want to delve into the reason that I was wearing her panties. Well, not even really sure why I was wearing her panties other than the fact that I was enrolled. I mean, that's what you do. When you get in roll, you go all in. That was my life. Weird things become a brew while on methamphetamine. Thanks for tuning back in to this special episode, High Wall Clean.